Hi folks and welcome back to HRD TV. I'm Carrie and this is a channel where we empower your HR journey from mastering the basics to acing your certification exams. Today we are talking about strategic planning and management and trust me, understanding this could be the golden ticket in acing your HR certification exam and making impactful decisions in the workplace. So first things first, let's start with the first part of strategic planning, which is what we like to call formulation. Think of it as taking a self-check. You have to know where you stand, what you have, and what's happening around you. It's like conducting a SWOT analysis in real time. This phase isn't just about taking a quick glance at where you stand. It's also about conducting a thorough, multifaceted analysis to understand your organization's current position. You're diving deep into internal metrics and keeping an eye on external conditions that might affect you. Now, there are two core elements that often come into play here. The first is the internal analysis. This is about understanding your organization's strengths and weaknesses. You'll examine everything from organizational culture and skills to financial resources and physical assets. I want you to imagine that your company has high employee turnover. An internal analysis might reveal that it's not due to compensation. Instead, it might be linked to a poor onboarding process. Now, the second core element to look at is the external analysis. This is where you'll need to look at those opportunities and threats that are out there in the market. And this often involves using a framework like the pestle analysis. That's those political, economic, social, technological, legal, and environmental aspects to assess the landscape. Let's say that there's a new law being proposed that might make it harder to hire part-time employees. This could be a threat to your organization if you rely heavily on part-time staff. So in formulation, you're not just scratching the surface. You are mining for data, digging for insights, and preparing the ground for a solid strategy. It's like being a detective and a fortune teller all rolled into one. You're looking for clues in the present to predict and prepare for the future. Next up, we've got development. And this is where the magic really starts to happen. This isn't just about setting goals. It's about setting the right goals, ones that are achievable, aligned with your mission, and meaningful to your stakeholders. And not just that, you also need to formulate the tactics to reach these goals. So it's a pretty big deal. Here are the main areas that you need to focus on during the development stage. The first is setting SMART goals. These are things that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. These types of goals make sure that you're not aiming for the stars without a spaceship. I want you to imagine that you have a goal of improving employee satisfaction. This is very vague. A SMART goal would be increase employee satisfaction rates by 20% over the next 12 months through quarterly engagement surveys and feedback loops. Now let's take a look at tactical planning. This involves breaking down your larger goals into smaller, actionable tasks. I want you to think of it as a to-do list that keeps going until you reach your goal. If your goal is to improve employee satisfaction by 20%, one tactical task might be to create and distribute a quarterly survey to assess employee satisfaction levels. Another might be to implement a monthly town hall meeting where employees can vo voice their concerns. Resource allo allocation is another step that we need to look at in the development phase. 
You'll need to consider what resources, whether it is time, personnel, or financial that you will need to achieve these goals and tasks. Here is where you will do a reality check to ensure that your plans are actually feasible. If you're planning on those quarterly surveys, you'll need to budget for the time it'll take to create, distribute, and analyze them. You may also need to allocate resources for new software to collect and interpret the data. By focusing on these elements during the development phase, you're not just creating a strategy. You're crafting a roadmap that is detailed, actionable, and tailored to your organization's unique needs and challenges. It's like building the GPS that will guide you through the maze of daily HR issues straight to your ultimate destination, which is success. The third step is implementation. This is where the rubber meets the road. You've done all the work preparing and planning. Now it's time to execute. I always tell my students that implementation is all about the action. And I want you to make no mistake about it. Implementation isn't just about going down a checklist. It's about putting your strategy into action in a way that's effective, measurable, and adjustable. And here's a little bit more detail on what I mean. The first thing you have to do is make sure that you are clearly communicating. You need to make sure that everyone is on the same page. And this isn't just announcing, hey, we've got a plan. It's about outlining roles, expectations, and timelines. I want you to imagine that you are launching a new performance appraisal system. You need to clearly communicate to your managers what metrics are being assessed, how to log this data, and when the reviews are due. Coordination and support is another element of implementation. This is all about the nitty gritty of the day-to-day operations. You need to oversee how tasks are progressing, offer support where it's needed, and ensure that different departments or teams are, and teams are coordinated. If part of your strategy involves rolling out a new employee training program, you might need to coordinate between the HR department, the training facilitators, and department heads to make sure that everything goes smoothly. All right, folks, I know you're here for the certification tips, but I got to take a quick breather to give a quick shout out to HR Define. You know, we do a lot more than just this podcast. If you are a small business that is struggling to navigate the HR landscape, we've got consulting services tailored just for you. We help you make the people part easy so that you can focus on growing your business. And for you, HR pro or executive, we offer specialized coaching. So whether you are leading a team or dealing with workplace challenges, we give you the tools that you need to level up your HR game. And last but not least, if you are grinding away at your HR certification studies, you've got to check out our HRD exam bootcamp. It's an extensive course that is designed to give you the extra edge you need to pass your exam with flying colors. If you're interested in any of these things, all of the details can be found below in the show notes so that you don't miss out. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Another element of implementation is resource management. You've allocated resources during the development phase, but now you've got to manage them actively. And this involves tracking spending, time, and manpower to make sure that you are on target. If you plan to spend $10,000 on a new employee wellness program, you need to manage these resources carefully, ensuring that the expenses are tracking according to plan without compromising the quality of the program. And last but not least is monitoring and implementation, monitoring and adjusting. 
This is a part that is often overlooked in implementation and it's needed because you need to be able to monitor your progress and make adjustments on the fly. So I want you to imagine that you've started a mentorship program to help with employee development. But a month in, you notice that participation is low. It might be time for you to adjust. Maybe the matching process isn't effective, or perhaps employees don't understand the benefits of that mentorship program. Either way, adjustments need to be made to keep your strategy on track. So implementation is far more than just doing stuff. It's about doing the right stuff in the right way at the right time. It's like being a conductor in an orchestra. You're not just there to keep time. You're making sure every instrument is playing in harmony to create a beautiful symphony. That is your organizational strategy. Now we've reached a final but incredibly critical stage, and that is evaluation. You could think of this as your performance review for the entire strategic plan. It's more than just a pat on the back for a job well done or a slap on the wrist for falling short. This phase is all about reflection, learning, and setting up the stage for future strategies. And here's a way to tackle it. First is by ongoing monitoring. Evaluation isn't just a one-off event. It's a continuous process that involves tracking key performance indicators to measure your progress against your goals. If your strategy included reducing employee turnover, you'd regularly monitor the attrition rate. Are fewer people leaving? If so, why? If not, why not? Feedback loops are also incredibly crucial. This involves creating systems where feedback, whether it's from employees, clients, or stakeholders, can systematically be collected, analyzed, and acted upon. Maybe you've launched a new internal communication platform. You'd use surveys or focus groups to get feedback on its usability and effectiveness. Comparative analysis. How does your performance stack up against industry benchmarks or past performance? This gives you the context on your achievements or your shortcomings. Lessons learned. This is an opportunity for you to conduct postmortems. What worked well, what didn't. And this is critical for refining future strategic plans. Revising and updating. Based on all of this information, you'll likely need to make some changes either to your current strategy or future plans. And I want you to know that evaluation is essentially your reality check and your springboard for the future. It's not just about closing a chapter, but building a bridge to your next strategic narrative. It's like having a GPS that not only tells you you have arrived, but also asks you where would you like to go next? Now listen, we have covered a lot today. (laughs) We've taken a deep dive into the four key phases of strategic planning and management. Those phases are formulation, development, implementation, and evaluation. And I want you to remember that each of these steps are vital in making sure your HR strategies are not just effective, but sustainable and adaptable for the long term. If you are an HR professional that's studying for your certification exam, understanding these components are not just good for passing the test, but they are also essential for elevating your role within your organization. By measuring strategic planning, you become a strategic partner who drives organizational success. And that is pretty powerful. All right, folks, we are at the end of today's episode, and I hope you got some serious tools to add to your toolbox that will help you on your HR journey. 
A big thank you for tuning into the HR Certification Podcast. It is brought to you by HR Define and Carrie Hawthorne. We are not just about helping you to ace those certification exams. We're here to help you grow in your HR career in every possible way. If today's episode hit the mark for you, do us a favor. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Your feedback helps us to create content that we think will be helpful for you. And don't forget, if you are hungry for more of these resources, our show notes are a treasure trove of information. We've got links to our consulting services, executive coaching, and our boot camp offerings for those folks who are studying on their own. And last but not least, if you have questions that you would like us to answer in future episodes, please feel free to reach out. We are all about making this show as helpful as possible for you. And with that, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you on the next one.